This is One Bills Live, presented by Kaleida Health. Here we go. It's a Thursday edition of One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you. Season's greetings. Bills on the practice field. Their last practice here in Buffalo this week because they moved up their travel for Saturday's game against the Bears. For weather here and weather there. We are surrounded by weather advisories, warnings, and watches. Listen, if you need any more proof that the apocalypse is upon us, <laughs> go to your supermarket today or tomorrow, yesterday or I today. I saw the term, and I've never seen it before, bomb cyclone. Have you ever Dude, heard of that? Yeah. How about flash freeze? Yeah, I, I, yeah, you were mentioning that this morning. Good night. We are surrounded by weather terms. Because of where we live. This Go is to your, insanity. I'm telling you, if anybody's been out and gone to the... Uh, well, I don't have to say that. Everybody in Western New York has gone to the supermarket within the last 24, 48 right, because hours. Because combined with people making... Holiday l- plans. Holiday plans and making sure they have enough food in the house to entertain everybody if they're hosting. Or or they're in full-blown panic mode yeah, about being completely snowbound for yeah. the next five days. They're squirreling away supplies. They're all at the grocery store. Everybody's at the grocery I store. I had to go... After work yesterday, my wife went shopping at one location. She forgot three things. So I had to get those three things on the way home from work. I go to the local grocery store. It's like 5.30 p.m. yesterday. Oh, my gosh. And the lot is, like, more full than usual. I'm like, okay, this isn't unusual. You know, more people, you know, stocking up before the holiday weekend. I totally get it. So I'm parking a little further away than I normally do. Make the walk, go into the store. I need three things, okay? I need bleach because my daughter's trying to fix a shirt she ruined. I need chili sauce, and I need minced garlic, you know, in, in the jar that they sell. it. Those are the only three mm-hmm. things I need. Mm-hmm. I go in the store, and I had not seen this in this particular location before. So you know those stanchion poles that they have at museums? or at the security line for the airport. Mm-hmm. They've got those set up right. in the front by the registers. I'm like, what is this? They're like herding people into certain lines. They had an express lane across the, the width of the store. And then uh, for the uh, long, like if you have multiple, more than 20 items with a cart, you're in another line. So I get, okay, that makes sense. The problem is, the 20 items are more lines, Steve. I know. It went from behind the registers all the way to the last aisle. Now, the last aisle of the store has the bleach that I'm looking for. So I'm like, holy crow. They, there's people in line all the way back there. So I go to the end. I hang a right down the detergent and bleach aisle. Last aisle in the store. Oh, yeah. There's a row of people down that aisle to the back of the store where the dairy is. So what you're saying so is... So I hang a right. There's a, the line keeps going. So then I get to the back of that aisle, and I hang a right because I'm headed for the minced garlic now. <laughs> There's another... The line keeps going across the back of the store. So you're... All the way into produce. The checkout line goes three sides of the store. Three, sto- three of the four sides the of the store is the line. And there was this one old timer. I'm out of there so fast. Well, hold on. So there's this one old timer in there. And he's just still getting his groceries. He's still shopping. Right. And he's got about 15 things in his cart. And he looks up and he goes, 
what, what are you people lining up for? And they're like, oh, this is the checkout line. He goes, get out of here, just like that. <laughs> Forget it. He takes his cart, he shoves it, just drops it, abandons cart, abort mission. <laughs> he is out of I'm there. I'm going home. And you know what? So I go, so I get my, so now I've got two of the three things that I need. Right. Okay. All I need now is the chili sauce. That's the last thing I need. I go down the aisle. I'm looking, and I know I'm in the right place. The cut, the shelf is bare. Oh, you, you can't get the chili, the brand of chili sauce that we like, or any other chili sauce. It's all gone. I don't know why there is a run on this right now. None. The second store, like no chili Same sauce. Thing. We have a chili sauce shortage here. In Western New York, for some god unknown. So, did reason. you get what you were looking for? Or did you? Well, no. Do the right thing and just leave. I, I followed suit with the old timer. Yeah. I'm just like I put the bleach down, put the minced garlic back because I was still in the aisle, and I was just like, I, I'm I'm hitting someplace else because yeah, this absolutely. is insanity. <clears throat> Last insanity. I asked thing, one I'm... of the ladies like, "How long have you been in line?" She goes, 20 minutes." 20 I go, minutes. "How have you? Mo- how much have you moved?" She goes, "About six cart lengths." I was like, "Oh dear God." I am leaving. <laughs> I'm Dude, out of here. Who's got time for that? I, I don't know. I was out yesterday. We've got a holiday get together actually tonight, and I had to get a, a you know, buy a, a gift because everybody exchanges, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm driving. I just from the stadium right around here in, in, in OP, just trying to get it right quick before you go home, right? Dude, it is game day traffic at every stoplight. <laughs> game day. <laughs> Every store I'm going to is Highmark Stadium, and it's game day. Every single wow. store. I mean, every car in Western New York is out on the street at well, every light. Well, every I, single light. I think it's because they know they're not going to be out anywhere from basically noon on Friday to, it was game to Monday day. afternoon. Every single stoplight in Western New York had, had game day traffic. Yeah. It was unbelievable. It was, but, you know, you got the holidays. You got a Bills game, and you've got this generational weird, weird storm. You know, weirdo storm coming. That it's like it's not. It's kind, it wasn't snow. Now it is snow. Yeah. It's flash freeze. It's what was the other thing you said? The tornado bomb, bomb cyclone. Bomb is the cyclone word I saw is the phrase. I bomb saw. cyclone. Eleven foot so- storm surge on the lake. Eleven feet. Yeah, the wind is so bad that it literally pushes all the water in Lake Erie. To the Buffalo end of the lake, it's it's almost like tilting a bathtub, like it, it's like yeah. tilting a bathtub. Yeah, we're at the to wrong end. It, we're at the wrong end is right. Yeah. Um, that yeah. So it's it, nuts. It's, now I yeah. I looked up Steve. First, let's start here. Okay, National Weather Service in Chicago. Right. I looked at that too. Nine fifteen this morning, which is ten fifteen mm. our time. The Arctic Front is marching across northern Illinois this morning. Wind chills are beginning to rapidly drop behind the frontal passage as westerly winds increase. So they have a graphic here. Wind chills by this afternoon in Chicago. This afternoon, minus 15 to minus 25. Tonight, minus 30 to minus 40. Ooh. Uh, hello? So then, Ooh. just in the last hour, noon... Our time, 11 central time, light snow falling across northern Illinois with a heavier band approaching. 
This band tracks east this afternoon, bringing snow and reduced visibilities. Temps are also plummeting into the single digits with wind chills below zero. Um, rapid deterioration of road conditions, flash freeze and bridge, on bridges and overpasses. Here's the problem, Steve, and I'm sure you know this. When it gets this cold, salt doesn't work. You get below 10 degrees, salt is no longer effective in melting ice and snow. When the air temperature is below right? 10, yeah. It's, I did not know it, that. It does not work anymore. Why so not? I, I don't know. Who cares? I, right? I'm not a chemist. <laughs> Who um, cares? Just it's the truth. All I know is that's the case. So once you get into these temps, salt doesn't work, so the roads get worse. Right. I mean, and if it's snowing hard, the plows can only do so much to keep the roads clear and passable. And then if you've got blizzard conditions on top of that, just just don't go anywhere. Ooh. So, what you, so you're so you travel with the team. You guys are gonna go. They're gonna sometime we're flying this, out tonight. This afternoon, we tonight, still don't know exactly point, don't what know time. So when you get in, you're gonna be in Chicago, and you're gonna be in that in your hotel. That's gross. I'm so glad I'm way down the pecking order in this <laughs> organization. I don't have to travel anymore. Yeah, we'll oh, we'll if see. I actually had if I actually had a real job and they made me work and I had to go on the road with you guys. That would just ruin the holiday. I hope you guys get back. Yeah, I know I, you get I game. do too. I do too. That is a concern. Um, yeah, man. Oh man. We'll see what happens. We'll yeah, see we'll see. Happens. Cross, I, I, cross listen, your fingers and toes for well, us. I'll say this though, <clears throat> and our Twitter poll reflects this. It is an enormous confluence of events that is, you know, makes for. Who knew that on the on a year when Christmas falls on a weekend, and the Bills play a game. And there's this generational storm happening. It's pretty unbelievable. Yeah, I would say so. uh, And it's also kind of cool, too, and I say cool, but we had that event just a month ago, or five weeks ago, for the Cleveland game here that kind of gave us a kind of a ramp up to it, you know, where we had the 60 inches of snow in the south, and in Buffalo they got a ton, too. Mm Kind of gives you (laughs) kind of a warm-up for what you got to do to get ready, Right. As for the weather here in Buffalo, 70 mile an hour gusts, a blizzard warning is for 35 plus mile per hour winds and one quarter mile or lower visibility from blowing snow. Oh, my goodness. Um, They expect blizzard conditions for approximately a 30 hour span with peak winds around 70 miles per hour. When I get home before I leave tonight, I got to I got to tie down my grill. Same thing. I got. I got to tie it down because that thing's going to topple. I got to do things. I'm not even going to know where it is. I got to do things. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'll. Or I'll. Something. Yeah. Dam. Damage is inevitable. But if I can hold it to my landscaping, (laughs) 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 not my roof. Right. You know. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Batten down down the hatches. Literally. I lost Buffalo. I lost a pine tree. That was a good. It, it was it was bigger than way bigger. Oh, you couldn't than, put your arms around. Right, it, it was way. Touch your fingertips. Uh, last last, they have shallow yeah. roots to begin with. Well, it it snapped off. Oh, yeah, like it snapped was, in half. Well, it snapped this far up off. It was snapped at the ground, sort of, but like, you know, splintered. I'm still working on it. Wow. So that was, that was in a windstorm that was last spring, and I still got this thing it fell into the woods so i really don't care you know but yeah you gotta be yeah those are coming down uh-huh. there's gonna be the power outages are what scares you for this yeah 
and and that's a real thing. And <laughs> it's ironic that you mention that because the surprise October storm in 2006, the Bills had an away game. Right. And uh, oh yeah, <clears throat> it was. We went to Detroit, not as a relocated game. It was Bills at Detroit in 06. And um, we didn't have power for like three days. Some people didn't have power for a week. Yeah. Um, this beca- and because that it, is when it, I purchased o- a standby. <laughs> it was because it was October. It was because it was October, and the leaves were still on the trees, and it was the first snow of the of the season. And all which the we branches all know, took down lines. Right. Plus, we all know some, the first snow of the season is always heavy and wet. Plus, you put the leaves on the trees, and it looked like, you know. You had a bunch of sticks growing out there. All the trees lost their limbs. The power lines were down. Everything. That was a that was a complete catastrophe. Yeah. It's, that, uh, this I. I just we're pretty early on into winter here. This one's already been a doozy. Well, getting a double storm like I mean, today's the first full day of winter. Think about that. <laughs> I mean, oh, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, right. we haven't even started. Well, what a bringer of sunshine you are. Way to th- that hey, stinks. We're look just at it this started. way. We're just getting started. Look at it this way. The days are getting longer. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> See that? Let me say something. That does. That's the best I could do for that you. That does spin it better for me. I will say that. Uh, I will say that. We uh, we do have to get to the Bills here, obviously, with their game coming up. We'll get to our Twitter topic of the day in just a second. But just so you're up to speed, Bills center Mitch Morse. And Boogie Basham, the second-year pass rusher, uh, were ruled out this morning by head coach Sean McDermott in his radio appearance on WGR, as he does every Friday. So those two guys declared out for Saturday's game against the Bears. The guys who are somewhat up in the air, Jordan Poyer, Ryan Bates, Jordan Phillips, they have not yet been ruled out. So we'll see how practice goes today. A final determination will be made this afternoon. And we'll see where things stand. As we mentioned, they were uh, getting another practice in today. And then now that they are traveling a day earlier, they have to, you know, they usually do a walkthrough on a Saturday for a Sunday game. That was the plan for a Friday. Usually when they're traveling, normal time, they'll do their Friday walkthrough in the morning and then get ready to travel, you know, get to their destination, play the game the next day. Traveling Earlier, they have to find a location to do a walkthrough tomorrow. Coach McDermott was saying he was hoping they could do that outdoors, <laughs> but I, I don't see that happening. Yeah. Not with wind chills in 20 to 30 below zero. They're probably going to end up doing it in a ballroom in the hotel. I'm, yeah, if that's I'm, going, probably out, what's if going, I'm going outdoors, it's going from the door to my car that's already running. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. <clears throat> and we've been talking about it all week. It's. It's dangerous cold in Chicago. It's like 25, 35 below Windshield. at its yeah. worst during this storm that's going to happen. And it, they're, not, they're not joking. It's, it's bad. The general hope is that the worst of it blows through on Friday and it's not as severe on Saturday for the game. It's still not going to be great, but I don't know if it'll be 35 below. It, hopefully it'll be a little less than that because the original forecast had it about 10 below with the wind chill, which is certainly not great either, but it's better than what they're experiencing right now. So we'll try to keep you abreast of that, not only for the conditions in Chicago, but here for that matter, as it's going to be getting dicey starting tomorrow here in Western New York. Around the NFL, Steve, 
brought to you by Collider Health, the official health care system of the NFL, or the Buffalo Bills, sorry. And there are some developments. Lamar Jackson is not going to play again this week, so it is Snoop Huntley for the Ravens. Uh, Ravens are playing the Falcons Saturday, and head coach John Harbaugh basically confirmed no Lamar Jackson for a third straight game. So that's, I mean, that's a team that's trying to win right now. They fell behind the Cincinnati Bengals for the lead in the AFC North. They need every win they can get. They're going to be relying on Snoop Huntley to help them get it against the Falcons team that's, you know, not all that great. And I believe Desmond Ritter, their rookie quarterback, is starting. They beat uh, beat the Steelers. They beat the Steelers with Huntley. Then they lost to the Browns. So they're not totally bereft of talent, but they're only scoring. But they're a game back. They still have a head-to-head with Cincinnati left on their schedule. But they've fallen out of that AFC North lead, and they've got the Chargers hot on their heels at 8-6 and six, uh, for the wild card race. Washington defensive end Chase Young, who has been out all season long, coming off an ACL injury from late last season, is off the injury report, was a full go in practice, and he is going to play Saturday against San Francisco, according to head coach Ron Rivera. So another guy with a long rehabilitation before returning, much like Tredavious White, Chase Young, former number two pick in the draft a couple of years ago, is going to be back on the field for the Commanders on Saturday. Tonight's game between the Jaguars and the Jets, there's some guys that are up in the air there. Quinn and Williams, kind of a game-time decision, trying to come off the calf injury. Zach Wilson is going to start. Mike White's still not ready with multiple fractures in his ribs stemming from the Bills game in Week 14. Trevor Lawrence, though, Steve, popped up as questionable for that game against the Jets. He's got a toe injury. So I guess mobility is a little bit of an issue for him. He was questionable. But uh, Jeremy Fowler from ESPN is reporting that Trevor Lawrence will play tonight against the Jets. And obviously those two teams fighting for their playoff lives in the AFC. Jets at 7-7, seven and seven, Jaguars at 6-8. and eight. Jets coming in stumbling a little bit. Jacksonville on the surge. Yes, indeed. It's supposed to be a wet, sloppy, windy mess at MetLife Stadium tonight. So that'll be interesting to witness. 25-mile-per-hour winds sustained. And I don't have to tell you that it can get windy out there in the Meadowlands. Yeah. So that's uh, the situation for tonight's game. And we would be remiss if we did not mention Pro Bowl rosters. Came out last night. The Bills have four of their players named to the Pro Bowl. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Mitch Morse, Jordan Poyer, all named starters for the Pro Bowl. So congrats to them. We have alternates as well. Deion Dawkins, Dawson Knox. Um, you guys put that back up again? Roger Saffold. Yeah, Roger Saffold. Um, and uh, Tyler Bass is second alternate. Tremaine Edmonds. Tremaine Edmonds, of course. So Milano. I mean, yeah. I, <clears throat> we've been talking about yeah, Milano and Edmonds playing so well this year and they have been Milano's been great now he's last game you could tell he was feeling the 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 injury that he's been dealing with but man oh man that guy has been stellar this year uh so has Edmonds um the Bills you know the Bills they got got some guys that really deserve some recognition they really do it seems like the Pro Bowl always passes them by well, yeah, and there is. You know what I found interesting for the safety position? They have for the AFC 
two strong safety selections, but they only have one free safety selection. So I, I didn't I didn't understand that one. Like three safeties total, they pick two strong and one free. I mean, I I realize in most yeah I don't in know most defenses they... <clears throat> these days they're interchangeable, but I, I don't know like. I guess in other years there have been two free safeties and one strong, but either way, congrats to uh, all the guys that got the recognition. I'm really happy for Mitch Morse. Um, uh, yeah, that's he's. You're right. I mean, he's been a stalwart for this offensive line since he got here. There's um, if, for those of you who are wondering how that works, where you see some players get just run away with the fan vote, like Tua Tonga Vailoa. Tua ran off with the fan vote. He got more he votes. He got than more anybody. votes than anyone, not just at his position, than anyone right. else in football. But he didn't make the Pro Bowl, right? Because the fan vote counts. There's three votes for every position. The fan vote counts as one. Coaches in the NFL, coaching staffs count as one, which means the Bills' coaching staff gets one vote for the Pro Bowl. There's 32 votes, right? And then. The players, each rostered team, get one vote. You can't vote for players on your own team. And you cannot vote for players on your own team. So there's three votes out there, um, which means there's 32 coaching votes, 32 player votes, and then the fan vote is what it is. You don't have – there's not 32 of them. There's just a a number. So the highest one gets that position. So it doesn't matter if you get 10 votes if nobody else at your position – gets more than 10 votes, you're the guy. Yeah. Or the fan vote, that is. So, the, and it changed during my t- time in the league. They felt like fans needed at least a voice in it. Yeah. Up until that time, it was only players and only coaches. And there are subsequent awards that go to that. The co- they some, some places take only the coaches' votes, and they pick their roster. And then the Players Association has – their awards as well and their own special event or they used to I don't know if they still do where they tally only the players that were voted on by the players mm. and they give them the awards for the top vote getter at their position in each position that on the field um, so there's many ways to break it down but that's how it works now three votes for there are three votes yeah. out there and so there you have it and doesn't matter if Tua got you know nine million. nine gazillion votes the coaches and players didn't vote for him. Yeah. Time for us to turn now to sound bits. And in this edition, presented by Tim Hortons, quarterback Josh Allen, safety Jordan Poyer, tight end Dawson Knox, cornerback Kyrie Elam, and defensive back Taron Johnson talk about preparing for the cold weather against the Chicago Bears Saturday afternoon. It's going to be cold. <laughs> it's going to be cold. It's going to be windy. Um, I think just preparing your mind, um, preparing yourself, whether, you know, talking to the equipment guys, you know, stuff that, you know, it's obviously we're going to be playing on grass, a different type of field that we've been playing on the last couple of weeks. And so, you know, just, you know, what kind of, the right type of cleats that we got to, you know, put on. And, you know, got a lot of trust for those guys in there to get us right. I think it was last year's divisional against the Patriots. I think that was pretty cold. I don't know if that was, what, a couple degrees at kickoff. Um, played in the Mountain West Championship game in Laramie. That was, I think, five degrees at kickoff. So, uh this one's going to be chilly. What is the coldest game you've played in? Like 22 degrees in Missouri. Okay. Yeah. It's supposed to be zero, though, so mm-hmm. I don't know about that. <laughs> and it's going to be one in the negatives with the wind chill, I think. Um, that's one of those things you just can't control, so you try not to 
really think about it too much. Under 10 degrees, it's just like all, it's just cold, you know? I don't know how to, else to describe it, um, but again, we'll, we know certain things to, to keep our bodies warm and um, our equipment staff does such a good job of making sure that we have the right tools and equipment to, to keep warm on the sidelines. It's a mindset, you know, you got to come ready to play. They got to play in it too, so, um, you know, we're going we're gonna to have to play well to win. Obviously, switching to the long sleeves during the cold, that's, that's a, a positive. Um, I wore sleeves, but I'm going to try not to wear sleeves this game. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I know some guys do like a little wetsuit underneath. Um, that kind of traps all the heat in. Um, last year during the divisional, I, I don't remember if it was icy hot or Vaseline or something. Put them on my toes to try to keep some, some warmth and insulation there. Uh, that's that's really all I do. I started putting on warm skin and some Vaseline. I never did that before. So Does that help? Yeah, it helped a little. It helped the last game. Mentally knowing we're going to be outside, it's going to be cold, going to be windy. Um, sometimes it comes down to the type of gloves you wear, if it's going to be a little wet, um, type of cleats you wear on their field, um, just little things like that that our equipment managers are so good at. It really takes the thinking off of our plate. On Cleveland, a couple years, we had some cold games. Um, wasn't nothing like what it was last year against New England, and it's definitely not going to be anything like where uh, Chicago is going to be like this weekend. It's definitely going to be cold, but I wore, you know, I went sleeveless for that New England game last year. I think it was even colder and it was at night. So, you know, we'll be ready. I'm sure the ground's going to be super hard, just like it is when it's, you know, here, but um, that shouldn't affect too much. There and it's, it's cold out there right now, you know. Um, obviously, it's probably going to be colder on Saturday, but it's nothing we're not used to. We were supposed to get so much snow last game and it didn't come really to that late in fourth quarter. So, uh, whatever the, the weather is, we'll deal with it and kind of adjust on the fly. Um, but yeah, having that experience in the wind and obviously playing in Laramie for, for a few years, um, and I feel comfortable in that type of situation. Uh, but again, every every game and situation is different, so I guess we'll see. So obviously it's gonna kind of affect some preparation things, but we were out there today. Um, if anyone's used to the cold, it's us, so we'll be ready for it. All right, that is Sound Bits presented by Tim Hortons. We also need to mention this week's game sponsor is Well Now, the official urgent care partner of the Buffalo Bills. Break time for us, but when we return, it is time for us to be joined by one Field Yates from ESPN, your fantasy football expert. He has your Week 16 Ultimate Fantasy lineup presented by FanDuel. That's coming your way next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. Here we are on One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker. Time now for the ultimate fantasy lineup with Field Yates, presented by FanDuel. Make every moment more. It's the fantasy football guru ready to give you his best picks for daily fantasy this week. And uh, down the stretch we come, Field. That's right, Brown and Steve. Great to be on with you guys. And this is the time of the year where I think daily fantasy really shines because we are down to the final two or three weeks of season-long fantasy. And no matter what size league you are in, you are down to likely four or two teams, and that's it. So this is the time of the year in which people are uh, out of their leagues in season-long fantasy and playing daily fantasy instead. Yeah, and in fact, it's kind of a – how much difference does it make that you really have a – as opposed to week one, week two, even week three and four, you really got a good handle on where these teams are at most of the time, right? You do. You have a much better feel for what these players' value is under normal circumstances. One of the themes, though, is that this week, as you guys are well aware, uh, in Buffalo and elsewhere, 
elements are just a massive part of the equation. So I went through and tried to find, for the most part, players who aren't going to be dealing with the nastiest of elements. And this week we have cold, and I'm talking extreme cold, as you guys know. We have snow in play. We have wind in play. We have rain in play. The game, just a handful of hours from right now, could be a downpour between the Jets and the Jaguars. So Trevor Lawrence may not be nearly as fantasy relevant this week as he would be in a normal week. So I did my best to kind of thread that needle with a couple of exceptions where I think the weather could be in play. All right, so we begin at quarterback. And another trend that uh, you have been partaking in the last few weeks is the double and sometimes triple dips. We'll get to that in a second, but here's your QB. That's right. Joe Burrow, who's just been so good for so long now, and it's just been red hot with the way that he's been commanding that offense, plays the Patriots, who, you know, solid defense, not necessarily dominant, but also not a cakewalk. But the big thing here with Joe Burrow is that weather shouldn't be a factor. It looks like it's going to be cold, maybe a little bit windy, but you know, as you guys can attest to, we live, you know, we live in New England, right? Or I live in New England, I should say. I live in Connecticut. When it's down to 25 degrees or 20 degrees in December, we don't, we're non-plussed, right? That's just how the winds typically blow around here this time of the year. So no major weather concerns there. And also a team that's just been playing really well. And when you've got other quarterbacks who are either impacted by weather or in the case of Jalen Hurt, aren't going to be available Burrow is one of the few top options who's appropriately priced without major element concerns. Yeah, and when you get down to your running backs, I, I got to tell you, I love the running back combo you've got, and most notably Pacheco for the Chiefs. That guy has come out of nowhere from the beginning of the season, and now he is he's somebody I think he got to have. Yeah, and he reminds me of the kind of players you play with, Steve, right? Right. This is an old-school runner. This guy, every time he takes a hit, he gives a hit as well. Fast and explosive, priced at just $6,700. And while Jarek McKinnon has been the Chiefs running back on fire of late, Pacheco has been really good himself, handling north of 15 carries per game. And it's a great matchup. Seahawks have been one of the worst run defenses in the NFL, especially over the last six weeks. And they are not, not healthy along the interior of their front. They've been calling guys up from the practice squad and signing players off the street, try to get that run defense right. So Pacheco should be a busy one. Then I think J.K. Dobbins should be busy as well for the Ravens. They're down to Tyler Huntley as their starting quarterback. Dobbins has been averaging over eight yards per carry and is two games back from IR, which that number is hard to keep up. But with the way that he's running in a game, in which is going to be very cold. And by the way, I should note in Kansas City, it's going to be like minus 10 with the wind chill. So very cold there as well. No elements like wind or rain, but still going to be an unpleasant day to tackle a guy like Isaiah Pacheco. And then wide receiver is where we're double and triple dipping here. Yeah, there we go to the stacks. And we've got both Jamar Chase and T. Higgins in our lineup for the Bengals, who again, they're awesome. Don't have to worry about weather that much. Chase has been on fire since his return. And, you know, the Patriots cornerback group, a little bit impacted by injuries. They don't have a lockdown corner as it were. So I think this game could be one in which Cincinnati navigates the ball down the field through the air. Patriots run defense uh, didn't show it against the Bills, but probably better than their pass defense of late. So you tap into those two pass catchers in Cincinnati and anytime you can have them in your fantasy lineup, you feel pretty good about it. And then Gabe Davis makes the lineup as well for the Bills, of course, going to Chicago. We know that the weather could be 
a bit of a concern or maybe a major concern in this game, but the difference between Gabe Davis and other wide receivers that play with quarterbacks in this gnarly weather is that Gabe Davis has the quarterback with perhaps the strongest arm in the NFL, if not the strongest arm we've seen in like 10 years uh, with Josh Allen. So I know that uh, it's not going to be ideal passing situations for the bills on Saturday, most likely in Chicago, but you know, we remember that game last year on Monday night where Patriots threw the ball three times and Josh in the second half really picked it up in terms of his throwing. So wouldn't surprise me if Josh Allen's able to look, you know, the most normal amongst all the quarterbacks that have to play in crappy conditions this weekend. I got to say, too, this I maybe you did it once or twice, but I think this is the first bill you've had on your fantasy lineup the entire season. Right. I mean, they've been not that they've been bad, but it's hard to pick guys out. Right. Well, the biggest problem for the Bills, Steve, is that they've got two guys who are in your lineup every single week for season long in Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. But in daily fantasy, you're looking for the discounts, right? You're right. looking for the way to build the lineup. So if you're paying you know, Tiffany's pricing on Stephon Diggs, that might mean that you're starting me at wide receiver at your second spot. So uh, that's, hey, the Bills, as you guys, I mean, I don't tell you guys this, they've just got like, they've got world-class players um, at certain spots that just in daily fantasy, you know, it's rare that I'm paying the top dollar for the top players. So you don't see a lot of Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes in my lineup. Don't see a lot of Stephon Diggs or Justin Jefferson in my lineup, but just kind of be kind of how the cookie crumbles in daily fantasy. So let's move to the tight end and the flex position. Daniel Bellinger, the New York Giants tight end at Minnesota. Yeah, I like this uh, game here because it's played indoors. So Daniel Bellinger has kind of emerged as the Giants number one tight end and you know, I give them so much credit. You guys know Brian Dayball well. The job he's done to get the most out of these guys is just so impressive. I mean, it's players that have hardly been heard from in the NFL before, guys that have been cut, cast off from elsewhere, and Bellinger, a rookie, has been good for them. Plays against that Minnesota defense that certainly can be had. And then in that same game, we have my flex consideration, which is Adam Thielen, who the volume's been pretty steady for Adam Thielen. You know, he's been okay. Found the end zone last week in that crazy game against the Colts. But the price is pretty good here at $6,600. So able to fit him under the remaining salary cap, which you always love to see uh, in your daily fantasy lineup. And then on defense, I know this is often an afterthought, but uh, it's a unit that's played better in recent weeks. I mean, this was a team that couldn't stop anybody the first half of the year, but they've kind of yeah. turned it around a bit. That's right. The Detroit Lions priced at $3,900, which leaves us 100 left over in case you wanted to pivot and adjust it there. But what the Lions have done extremely well for the past seven weeks is defend the run. They haven't allowed a running back to go over 10 fantasy points in seven straight games. And as you guys know, the Panthers just want to pound the football left and right. They didn't really get much done last week in the running game. Could be a struggle as well, so it could be more of a passing game. And I take my chances, even if my secondary is not great, like Detroit's is not great, against Sam Darnold. So wouldn't be surprised if this is a game in which uh, the Lions' defense looks better than the numbers have shown it to be so far this season. Yeah, absolutely. Carolina's struggling and with their their quarterback spot and also it, all, over the, all over the field. It's a perfect matchup. What else strikes you about this week in fantasy, uh, looking around the league at the weather, at the conditions, at the matchups, what teams have taken their foot off the gas because they're looking for a draft pick. All of that yeah. stuff goes into the mix. It's a quirky time. The biggest story for fantasy is the fact that Jalen Hurts won't be available on yeah. Saturday, who's been the highest scoring player in all of fantasy football this season. He's been red hot of late with 
29.82 points or more in each of his past four games has been perhaps the fantasy MVP. And on ESPN, if you look at the percentage of teams that had Jalen Hurts on them that made the playoffs, it was 65.4%. Uh. You had him, you were basically a two-thirds chance to make the playoffs, and now you don't have him. So that's the biggest story of the weekend. Can Gardner Minshew step up? Can Derek Carr step up? Can maybe Jared Goff step up as a substitute quarterback? But uh, if you get the win this weekend with Jared, uh, excuse me, with Jalen Hurts on your bench because of the injury. I my tip my cap to you because it won't be easy. He has just been that brilliant in carrying a lot of teams to the semifinals. Right. Field, as always, thanks for the time and the insight. Have a Merry Christmas with your family. We'll catch up with you before the new year. That's right, guys. We're down to the nitty-gritty here. A couple more. So I look forward to talking to you next Thursday already. All thanks, right. Field. That's ESPN's Field Yates joining us as he does every week here for the Ultimate Fantasy Lineup presented by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Steve, the Bears injury report is out for tomorrow's game, and they're going to be without a few pretty important players. They're going to be without a guy who Corey Wooten on the show with us yesterday said has kind of emerged as their best receiver talent with a guy like Mooney on IR, among others. Equinemius St. Brown out because he's still in concussion protocol. He has been declared out for tomorrow's game, and then Chase Claypool is doubtful. Their trade deadline pickup, so he may not go either. And you know what? Maybe they're thinking with the conditions expected, it may not mean a hill of beans. I don't know. (laughs) Here's the thing, too. You and I know I'm. I'm, You may be. I may be seeing shadows, but I remember games like this where you go in and they've got. You you know, you seriously have to look at the program to see who the guy is that they're playing. And out of nowhere, the guy has a game of his life. Well, yeah. Because he gets opportunity, right? Because he gets I, a chance. I get that. And because the defense you're playing, like, say, for instance, and I'm not saying they're going to do this. I'm just saying, for instance, Leslie Frazier says, all right, if they're going to beat us, they're going to have to throw it to beat us. And we're going to play man with Kyrie. We're going to play man with Tredavious and see if Billy Bag of Donuts and Joey, Joey, you know, Potato Chip can keep up. <laughs> Joey Potato Chip. So, they get, so you go in there with that philosophy, and these guys, <clears throat> and these guys get opportunity to catch the ball, and Justin Fields don't care. He's throwing it, and, and they have a good day. You hate to see it. As a Bills fan, you think, but you think about stuff like that as a player. You don't want to have some nondescript offense or player, in this case, who would never have been on the field in normal circumstances, yeah. come out and make a name for himself against you because you know a guy like that, He's going to have some skills. He's going to be on an NFL roster. He's going to be there for a reason. He's going to be fast. He's going to be big. He's going to be able to catch, run routes, whatever you want to call it, whatever his skill set is. And all of a sudden, he's going to get like 12 targets, you know, eight catches for a yeah. for a buck 90 and a touchdown kind of thing, you know. Um, it happens. It happens because all these, a lot of these guys are sitting around waiting around. Look at Isaiah Hodgins, how he's doing in New York. Right. They need a chance. Yeah. And a chance like – and a, and a spot like this, you know, those – those opportunities come. Yeah, a couple of um, starting offensive linemen for the Bears look like they're going to be down as well. Tevin Jenkins, yeah. who we already knew, was unlikely to play this week. He's doubtful. He's, he's listed as – no, I think he's out. This says – doubt. mine says doubtful. Oh, okay. So he's doubtful. And then Cody Whitehair right. is doubtful also. And uh, those are two guys that normally start for the Bears. And what did we hear Corey Wooten – Tell us yesterday, 
He basically said the big problem for the Bears right now is their offensive and defensive lines. They cannot win at the line of scrimmage. Now you're going to be down potentially two starting guards. Yeesh. I mean, good they, luck yeah. with that. We've seen it, you know, during Sean McDermott's time here. And when, when Josh was a rookie, 2018, they, you know, their offensive line was a little bit hodgepodge. They lost Eric Wood and Richie Incognito unexpectedly when they ended the season lat that season before and they're coming into 2018 they thought they had those two guys those great players that's 40 percent of your offensive line that's pretty playing at a, high, at a playing at a pretty high level richie incognito goes off the rails and retires and eric wood has an unexpected injury that ends his career and you don't get any like extra draft picks or extra free agent right stuff to, to replace those guys and they couldn't and they, they paid the price. And I think since that time, we've seen this club make sure they've got big bodies up front that can play and, and have a lot of them, extra ones even. So um, we'll see if they continue to keep that up. But that's what the Bears are up against. They, they got a young quarterback exactly like the Bills did in 2018, and their offensive line has crumbled in front of him. Yeah. Break time for us here. And speaking of breaks, when we come back, it's time for the lunch break. Presented by Snapdragon, the official oh, yeah. apple of the Buffalo Bills. Wait till you see what we have in store next. Stay tuned. It's coming up here on One Bills Live. Presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. All right. Welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you. This lunch break is presented by Snapdragon, the official apple of the Buffalo Bills. Today we have a holiday charcuterie board, Steve, featuring Snapdragon apples. As you know, Steve, Snapdragon apples has a monster crunch, incredible juiciness, and sweet, snappy flavor. A charcuterie board. Hey, great addition we, to any holiday <clears throat> party, full of naturally energizing sugars to fuel any adventure. They have real honeycomb, like fresh honeycomb like over here. I just had some of it during the break. I've never had fresh honeycomb. Unbelievable. Yeah. That we've been plowing through Snapdragon apples at an alarming rate yeah. since they became partners. It's been great. And this, this they were, board they here brought is bags awesome. over earlier this week for yeah. everybody for the holidays, which so is great. Good. So good. It's um, been so good. And these it's fun these these charcuterie boards, which this thing is like a work of art. Yeah, these are it's available neat. at Wegmans right. and other retailers. You and get them, and you, it's neat because we you did the right thing. You asked the pros when they brought it in, like, what mixes good with what else? And you, you yeah. mix all this stuff together, and, you know, it makes a, makes a mouthful of, you know, the cool great stuff. So here, here are my top choices on this board because I already sampled a good portion of it, okay? Never would have thought in my wildest dreams to wrap a Snapdragon apple slice with a prosciutto. Pretty good. That works for me. And then – the, the nice guy that brought the board in for us, um, he said, pair it with the nuts over there. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, what kind of nuts are these? I don't even I don't remember because I'm, just, I'm just not good at that. Fill but me in, Jay. All I know is it all tastes good. But there's a bunch. I can't remember what But it here's was. what we've got on the board. Snapdragon apple slices, prosciutto, as I mentioned. Speck, salami, cloth-bound cheddar. I see it. Okay. Uh, and we've also got Asiago, brie, so a, a number of cheeses. Snapdragon applesauce, but I heard him call it 
apple butter. butter. Apple butter. It's not applesauce. It's apple. It's butter. not. It's not applesauce. It's thicker than that, and it spreads like they got some of like, these like peanut butter. It, well, well, it's not quite thinner, that thick. A little but thinner it's, than peanut butter. It spreads yeah. like yeah, like a spread, not like a like applesauce. You can't it's really like a dip almost. Yeah, almonds and dried fruit are on here also, but that's and that honeycomb is that's what almonds whoo! are. Those are almonds, but they're like roasted, salted, something. Yeah, they're really, nice. really, really good. A ton so of thanks stuff to on the there. folks at Snapdragon. Blackberries, pineapple, everything's yeah. on there. It's our awesome. uh, our guys in the control room, along with the ladies, are going to have a very uh, merry pre Christmas feast here with this charcuterie yeah, this board. Thing will disappear. Even though you and I are great. foodies, there's no way we're eating all of this. No, so. it's great. Thank you to Snapdragon people. That's been great. They've been taking care of us. Uh, it's been Big awesome. time. And, awesome. and everything that they've brought in here has been top notch. So, yeah. yeah, if you get a chance, get get down to Wegmans or some of your other local retailers, see if they could put a charcuterie board like this together. Because this thing's unbelievable. Yeah, Wegmans this, always does. This board's as long as my arm. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic! It's great. It look, it's it looks great. It's got the right feel to it. It's yeah. I, like I said, it's a work of art. This one. So we've got a topic of discussion on the board for you today. We have yet to get to it, but it concerns Saturday's game. Obviously, we want to know what your plans are for Saturday's game amid the storm and the holiday. A lot of people are juggling that right now. You've got the Bills game smack dab in the middle of the weekend, so we're kind of curious. How you're navigating and balancing holiday plans with the game. Maybe everybody's coming together a day earlier to watch the game together. Then you disperse and then you regroup again on Christmas. Right. Like, I'm really curious some what the, the dynamics are. Some of the stuff Bill's that's coming fans. through on our on our reply column right now are that, you know, <laughs> well, I was planning to do A, B, and C, yeah. but now uh, I don't know. Now I don't know. And that's that's kind of where we were at this morning when you come in and we're like, because we're we're doing the show tomorrow, yeah, and you're going to do the show from Chicago theoretically, Remotely, yeah, theoretically if you know if which was not an option earlier under right. the normal travel plans but because you've been traveling, changed. but since you're going early now you can do the show. Um, we we were up in the air too about what we were going to do and how we we're going to handle it. We don't have pre or post game this week, not, at least not here in the studio. You're going to are you going to do the game the uh, Sideline pass? Uh, no, we yeah. had, we just have pregame radio on the flagship. Right. Okay. The, so the there Bills you go. Radio and, and that's you know. So everything's kind of up in the air yeah. with the holidays and the travel and all the plans and all the and the people that are feeding back, giving us feedback on the, our question for the day is you know how are you going to handle this storm slash Christmas slash um, Bills game, and they're going well. Basically, it's like I don't know. Yeah, we were going to do something cool. But now we might not be able to. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Bills fans always find a way to, <laughs> to make sure they catch the game. Uh, they just may not be doing it with all the people they thought they were. You know, if there are travel restrictions here in western New York come Saturday based on the weather we're anticipating, you know, that's going to force people to kind of stay put where they are rather than get out in the weather and right. try to drive in potentially treacherous conditions. So. You know, as much as you want to be with family, you also got to do what's smart. Um, so <laughs> as much as you make the bills your top priority, please make your own safety uh, your top priority this weekend with the yeah. weather we're I, anticipating, I, for I sure. Mean, uh, I mean, I, I think, and I don't know this. this has been decided, there ain't going to be no school tomorrow. Nobody's going to be in school. No. Um, I think there are some closings that have already been announced for tomorrow. Just, you know, pull the ripcord. So I'm... 
everybody's plans are up in the air right now, right? Even even the what, yours with this tra- the team's plans are up in the air. Yeah, to they got to be in Chicago. They're looking at one o'clock on Saturday. I don't know how they're going to get there. They're looking it. for an open window to ensure an expedited flight. You know, where they're not waiting here to take off, and right. they're not waiting there, circling right. around waiting to land. Can, so. They don't want. They don't want. <laughs> they're playing. They, listen, when you charter a plane, you get to make this kind of call. You don't want to get to the airport and be sitting in the air. We've all done, all the people who travel a lot, you've been yeah. the guy who gets on the airplane, all right, we're pulling away from the gate, and then you sit for three hours waiting to get out of your city you're in or get into the city you're going to. And you sit in the plane waiting for that window to open. Mm-hmm. The Bills don't want the players to do that, particularly around the holiday season. They say, listen, when can we go to the airport, get on the plane, fly, land, and get out back to the air, to the hotel all in one shot? Right. And I don't want to get in the air and circle Chicago for 30 minutes before we let – you know what I mean? Oh, I know. So they're trying to make sure that all happens, but I guess they got to ask somebody. They do. So there you go. We will take a break here because when we return for hour number two, we're going to be joined in studio by the Hall of Famer, Thurman Thomas, coming your way next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. Hour number two here on a Thursday. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker, and the Hall of Famer in studio, one Thurman Thomas joining us. Welcome, Thurm. How you doing? I'm doing great. How you guys doing? We're doing good. We're good. doing good. Good. What are a lot you... of excitement talking, a lot of good stuff yeah, going yeah. on. Your thoughts on the weekend coming up? The holiday weekend? Ready for it. Stormy storm storm weekend? Ready for it. Bill's game weekend? Yep. Really? Went and got food at Wegmans, <laughs> and now we're getting, we're getting food ordered for somebody to bring it uh, from mm. Wegmans. So, how, long yeah, we you, getting... uh, how long did that take? Oh, did you go to Wegmans? Yeah. I'm how long did that take? Uh, no, I'm not. I haven't went yet. I'm going. Oh, dear God. Yeah, well, you ain't going to make going. it back. You don't know weekend. what you're in for, my yeah. friend. I'm, I'm, I'm good. It's the apocalypse. Yeah, I, I figured that, but I like that. I like that. It's more grab and go. Wait. I'm not going to be sitting around and Let going through see. every aisle or whatever. I want to go. I want to see okay. it. Because I've been through one of them before. So for me, I go to Wegmans or any of the store, any retail store, and I walk around. I may get one Go Bills. Right. You go out here. <laughs> How do you go to the supermarket and not like even, you can't even get through? Because I, I know there's I, every, they, Wait a minute. I was just at the Bills store. Here on the stadium. Here, here at the stadium. And got one Go Bills. Get and my lady here. took a picture with me, and that was it. The entire, I was in there for 15, 20 minutes. How many people are in people, there? People. Oh, it's jam packed over there. You can't and even nobody said anything over there. to you. Nobody said anything to me. I mean, I was like this, but I'm still like this. Like, if you can't tell, I was in there. One lady. One lady. 
Now I got a couple of people that smiled at me and didn't say yeah. anything, but I do. Yeah, I, will I say, even checked yeah. out. They didn't even know who I was. I will say this. <laughs> <laughs> What's the world coming? We're going to need to work on that. Um, wow. I will say this: fans in Western New York, for the most part, uh, they have a respect for personal space, and I think a lot of times they're just respectful of. Hey, you know, this guy's just trying to do some shopping here. Like, I, I don't want to bum rush Thurman here and ask him for a photo and, you know, write a letter to my grandkids and everything else. You know what I mean? I think there is some – I think there's a conscience on a part of the lot, a lot of Bills fans in this area. Like, they know, like, hey, these guys got to live their lives too kind of thing. Um, I think there's part of that because, I mean, you're telling me one person recognized you in the Bill store, that's a bunch of hogwash. I got about two or three people that smiled at yeah. me and were just kind of like those are people that recognized yeah, you and yeah, just exactly, kept their distance. Yeah. There is a little You do something. that in New York, you got eight people yeah. up, up a player's <laughs> But there is something a little bit about living here and being around all the time. I mean, you're, yeah. he's in and around all. Yeah. I mean, he lives here. We. St- I mean, I live here year round. <laughs> oh, you right? think so? Yeah. Are you saying the novelty of seeing Thurman <laughs> Thomas in public is worn off? Is that what we you're saying? Kind of, you do be. feel sometimes like you're part of the furniture. <laughs> you're right. Like you don't say hi to right. your coffee table every time you walk by, yeah. right? So it's okay. like, hey, yeah, you but know. I'm good with it. I'm oh, good with per- it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. If somebody I'll noticed, s- yeah, it's fine. Whatever. But. I'll say it again. I, I said this a couple weeks ago because it actually happened to me, and somebody said, "Yeah, you guys, you all you '90s Bills players, you're all football royalty here in Buffalo." And I said, "No, it's better than being royalty. We're family because yeah. people don't treat us like royalty; they treat us like family, yeah. which yeah. is way better spot to be in for yeah. me, Absolutely. right? Yeah. And that's Absolutely. I said, "No, not royalty. We're." Family, because yeah. everybody t- you, know, you call, hey Steve, what's going, you know, da, 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 you know, yeah. third, what? they call you by your name. They like, there's a level of familiarity and affection yeah. that is different than like say Dan Marino in South Florida, right? Right, yeah. where you know he he's, he's doing the Queen's stuff, wave, right? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? People are people know, you know the, right? The, yeah, the crowd parts, yeah. right? I mean, so. There's none of that going on here. It's a nah. much better place, I think. Nah, I, yeah, much I'm totally place. with I'm you. Totally get it. All right, so. Let's talk about playing in some major cold weather because we're looking at wind chills in Chicago of, you know, somewhere between 15 and 20 below. Yeah. When does it become a concern with respect to ball security, Therm? Because (laughs) I know a lot of times you didn't want to wear sleeves because that would affect ball security. But what about your hands getting so dang cold that you almost can't feel yourself holding the ball? Five points of pressure, all that stuff. Man, I tell you, the best (laughs) – the best thing about that is that when you're out there and Steph or the wide receivers or whatever, man, you try to get Josh to try to put that ball as close as he can for you to catch it with your body. I know that might seem like – Because it's uh, to hurt your hands too Right, much. yeah. I know that might seem like, oh, but you got to catch it with your hands. If he can put it in a situation where he, where you can catch it – and some guys adopted it. I guarantee yeah. you you'll see Steph Diggs adopt to that to where a ball may be coming instead of him catching like this – or like this, he'll catch it with his body. Body catch. He'll catch and, his body, and he'll time it perfectly when the ball gets there, and he can and he can grasp the it. The ball yeah. does get slippery when it gets yeah. cold and all that stuff. And, but the what about it too is it's a little bit of self preservation. Because man, it hurts, it hurts to get hit. Yeah. When you, when you got the ball and you can you catch it and flex immediately, knowing you're going to get contact, you know it doesn't sting as bad, right? right? It's just, it's just like for an example, like with Josh, it's going to be cold. Yeah. And he get one of those. Fingers to helmet, it's gonna hurt. Oh yeah, it's gonna hurt severely. I mean, it's and it's gonna be painful for a while. I mean, but obviously, you know, 
Josh is going to probably stay in there or whatever. But those are the type of little hits right there that can just linger on for yeah, a game. But Thurman, game but yeah. Thurman, if you're out there on a long drive on offense, you know, you've been away from the sideline heaters for about 10 minutes, <laughs> like minus 25 wind chill, yeah. like you're not going to be feeling your fingertips. What do you yeah. do with, with the ball to – like you almost can't even feel like yourself squeezing the ball. Yeah. Have you ever – I mean, you were here for I that Raiders game. That was the pretty Raiders cold. Game, that's a, that's what did you do? As, I, I really didn't do anything. It was, it was okay. Yeah, okay. it was okay. It was fine. Yeah, I mean, once you, you get out there, you're like, okay. You still had like grip okay. on the football yeah, that's from my your question. glove. Yeah, that's my question. Grip from your glove. You know, so it wasn't just like, just like hanging loose or whatever. It was like slippery. It was where like you would – I would change – Gloves probably about mm, five or six times a game, just to keep that stickiness on the glove. Yeah, the technology helps. Yeah, the technology helps a lot to where you know the ball is going to be cold. It might be slippery, but that grip that you have with your gloves is very important, just to keep it closer to your body. Yeah, that's that's a key thing. And and once you get out there, I mean, you're in a game and and the concentration level goes way up. You're concentrating on playing, what's going on, how you're going to play. You, you don't really think that, eh, my hands are cold. Because everybody's got those pocket warmers and stuff like that. So you can kind of catch up yeah. to it I between have plays. I never, I never I, I don't I, know. They, they, they just, have them? Yeah. When you guys were playing? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Things? I never. But, I think I maybe wore one maybe once or twice. Right. But the, I was just going with the floor of the game. Right. But yeah. the, the thing is, though, when you're out there and, the, you know, somebody's calling the play and you think you're lining up, you're, you're not – you can't even. You don't even think about the cold. You're and you're running around and moving. Yeah, you're the blood's of, moving. Your heater, yeah. your heater, get keeps you okay. But you walk off the sideline, you know, you try and get a little quick drink or something. You turn around, it's like, oh my gosh, it's cold. You know, I mean, yeah, it yeah. Hit, and it even hit. at that time, I mean, you can't just you can sit down for a little bit, but you got to get up and start going because you, you might be. It might could be a one, two, three, and punt. And my defense got yeah, to yeah, sit yeah. down. Yeah, I might sit down a little bit, it's but really I got to get up and get going because when they punt, you don't know if you're going to go right away or you're going to have an extra time to sit it's back. It's really hard to stay loose yeah. and warm, you know? Even the jackets, it, yeah. they help if it's yeah. windy. It'll help if it's windy, but besides you go, that, you, you still feel that coldness warm, and that bitterness. To get warm, you got to go stand by the turbo heaters <laughs> or sit on the bench there. That means you got to stand still to get warm. But you can't stay loose and get ready to play standing still, even if you're warm. You know yeah, what I mean? It's a tough balance. Yeah. It's it, it, yeah, it's that's a rough that's a rough balance. Yeah, and continue to hydrate too. I mean, I mean they well when it's that, that cold, was, you don't realize uh, what you're losing, right? You, don't, you couldn't you don't be realize, less yeah. thirsty. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, you couldn't yeah. be less. You don't want anything. You just give me. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then yeah. so you, you're drinking. It's like it's like gag, <laughs> but you just still got to do it. Yeah. What let's talk a little Justin Fields. I know we don't get a ton of Bears games here, yeah. Therm, but guy's got 143 carries, yeah. a thousand rushing yards. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's a design run yeah. or it's him just you know breaking contain and taking off. I um, mean, this kid's got like five carries over 50 yards. Yeah, um, he, he's. He's only the He's, third quarterback to run for a thousand yards in a season. He did it in fourteen games. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, besides him and Lamar Jackson, those two are the guys, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, Michael Vick's the only other guy Michael to do it. Vick, I'll tell yeah. you what, too. I mean, He's fast. He's fast. Yeah. He doesn't I, I, look fast though on tape. Like you're watching him here, you're like, how's he out running those guys? Yeah. And like you watch DBs. Lamar run, and you're like, that guy's fast. Yeah. Like he, you know <laughs> right. what I mean? He looks big, fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't look as fast his, as Lamar, his, but he is. His strides. I mean, he runs like a running back. Yeah. He yeah. definitely look at that stride. Well, he kind of I mean, glides. He glides. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's two steps and he's gone. So, I mean, uh, yes. Yeah, hey, 
he's going to be a force. Um, you know, I, I, and then you think about, well, how is this? Is this offense going to keep going like this for the next four or five years while he's the quarterback? Or are they going to get some wide receivers? Or is he well, going to have to develop? I think you have to develop. I think we can all say yeah. that with Lamar Jackson. He has developed into a better yes. passer when he first came in the league until now. He's a better passer. And I think um, you're seeing the same thing with Justin Fields. He's going to have to work on it because as talented and athletic as we don't want him. Like, we don't want Josh doing all these run plays all the time. Yeah. So, I, I think, you know, there's going to come a time where, you know, he's going to – his performance in the passing game is going to have to step up. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't have really anybody to throw to. He's the best receivers out for the year. And they're Mooney. in a rebuild. Yeah. Yeah, and they're in rebuild mode. They've loaded up for the draft this year. Now, the GM's got a hit on the picks, but yeah. I think they will surround him. And they need offensive linemen and receivers for this guy. Yeah, I think you get – you got. I mean, just like with the league now, you, you have to get a veteran receiver maybe a veteran tight end, and maybe have to add a rookie or two in the first or second round. You have to go that way. There's nowhere other way to go unless you're going to spend big-time money and you know try to get Justin Jefferson from the Miami, from the Minnesota Vikings, which yeah. is never going to happen. Right. You have, if you get a guy like that, yes, you sign him to the big money, but I think these guys have to build in draft picks and some veteran guys. We talked about a little earlier in the show, and I kind of equated the Bears where they're at right now to the Bills in 2018. They got this young quarterback. He's trying to make it. He doesn't have any weapons, and his offensive line's a mess. <laughs> um, that's kind of where they're at. And he has gotten better. And if when they win, it's because yeah. of him, yeah. uh, which is exactly where the Bills were in Josh's rookie year. If they're going to win a game, it's because he doesn't make mistakes, and he just is who he is. Yeah. Off the page, running all over the joint. Uh, people are worried about him getting hurt. The whole yeah. thing. It's exactly it's, where the Bills were. Yeah. It, this is what, his second year? Yes, yes, it is. This is his second year. So, yeah. I mean – did he play a lot last year? I can't remember. Not a I ton. Not a ton, but he – He got in a few games. He got in a few games. It was him and Andy Dalton, I think, yeah. last year. Yeah, Yeah, and then he took over this year. So, I mean, th look, there's opportunity for him to grow um, as a passer, and I think he has the running down. Uh, it's just all about building those parts, man. And like you said, with Josh, it was the same way. What, first year, what, 6-10? and 10? Yeah. Josh's yeah. first year was 6-10, and ten, yep. right? And we were all talking about the completion center, uh, cons percentage, uh, percentage yeah. and everything right. like that. And, but you know what? This guy's a player. I mean, he's in a major market in Chicago. I mean, come on. You got the Bears. You got Green Bay. You got the Vikings. And with the quarterbacks that they have in that division, they have to get better. Yeah. He has to get better. And that whole football team has to get better because I, <laughs> I tell you right now, I'm – I'm cheering for my Barry Sanders and my Detroit Lions. Yeah. <laughs> Barry's probably pretty happy with what he's saying. Um, we talked about this earlier in the week. I wanted to get your take on it, Thurman. The Bears are the number one rushing team in football, due in part to Justin Fields. They're yeah. the number 32 team in passing. Yeah. And the Bills have been avoiding coming out of that nickel package on defense. They leave Taron Johnson on the field no matter what. Yeah. I'm wondering, with the wind expected, which could impact the passing game even more, and the fact that the Bears are worst in the league at passing, mm -hmm. if we finally see some base defense <laughs> from Leslie Frazier this week with a third linebacker on the field, knowing how good they are at running the football, and some of the problems the Bills had last week at stopping the run. What do you think of that? Yeah, Base I, defense, I, a little bit at least, maybe? I, I, think you, I think you have to go with your base defense um, and have Elam and – Trey White, hey, you got these guys. We've been talking you, about you, it, man. You I, got these guys. I, I mean, I can't name a receiver for Chicago. 
Well, they had their it, so their so, injury report. Their two receivers, Chase Claypool's doubtful, and Equinemius St. Brown is out. So I'm telling these two guys here, you guys, hey, if we run, if Chicago runs 60 plays, you're probably going to be a man to man for at least 40 of them. Yeah, I was. And just and just take away that part of the field and do it. I, I, they run the football very well. Yeah, I mean, they, and we got ran on last week against the Miami Dolphins. Just dare them to throw it. Yeah, yeah, dare them to throw it, man. And I think we can. I, I'll put Mike, but I tell you what, with Taron Johnson, I don't know if I'm putting him. I don't know if I'm taking him off the field. I, I, I think sometimes well, he has to give Elam a break or something because right. I want him on the field all the time. But this may be an opportunity. You know what? Where his uh, number of plays uh, that he usually gets per game comes down. Well, you got Nikhil Harry for the uh, Bears and Byron Pringle, two guys. Byron Pringle with formerly with the Chiefs. Yeah. Nikhil Harry, first round draft pick of the Patriots. Patriots. Yeah. So those two guys, you know, have got a shot at. But if they're they're not even they're not starting for the Bears, so <laughs> I don't know how they're playing. Right. But you don't you know that both those guys have some experience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't want you know for me I don't want to do something different than the Bills have been because it's not broken. Their yeah. defense is not broken. No, not they broken. gave a buck 88 last week with some missed tackles and all that, but they still, you know, they won that game. Yeah. Um, I don't want Nikhil Harry or Byron Pringle to burst onto the collective consciousness of America because they got huge, had huge days against man-to-man coverage. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I, I totally get I don't it. Know, I don't know if I want to – Leslie Frazier and the defensive staff, certainly nobody wants to give up 188 yards rushing. Right. But they gave up less than 150 or whatever passing – Right. <laughs> See the one where I, I mean, I don't know. It's not their def- the Bills defense, while it didn't look great last week, and yeah. it's not broken. Right. I don't know if I want to no. throw scrap what they do and they do so well. Uh I don't know if the Bears are I, that team to I, I guarantee you we're, we're sitting up here talking about it and we're probably gonna be in a situation where you know what? <laughs> That's why those guys are defensive coordinators. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's why they don't listen to Thurman. That's why they right. Tasker and Thurman, That's they those shut guys, those guys up. Exactly. You know, Lester Brady's been a head coach before. He's a defensive coordinator. Right. He we may sit up here talking about anything else. I'm pretty you know? sure he's got a good plan. Right. You know he has a right. good plan because if you look at all the games that we played this year, out of the, what, 13 games we played, like, for at least 12 of them, you probably could have walked off the field and said, we were a better team. Yeah. Yeah. When you have that continuous every single – even with the injuries that we've had throughout the year, we still look like the better team in right. every single game that we have – I'd say every single game that we've played. We've looked at the – that team right there is a good football team. You know what? Uh, yeah, they were the better team. They might have got three losses, but they're the better football team. Right. Uh, Thurman, we know the Hall of Fame is, you know, a bit of a brethren. It's a kind of a little fraternity of its own. Yeah. I would imagine it is even more so among Hall of Famers at the same position. We lost Franco Harris this week, a Hall of Fame running yeah. back, much like yourself. I know Earl Campbell was your guy growing up, but yeah. what do you remember about Franco as a player, as a little kid, and then maybe share any times that you and he had met face-to-face? Yeah, I, I mean, I remember Franco like, you know, like I remember Earl Campbell. You know, I remember, I remember people at, at Penn State, he wore 34. He wore 34 at Penn State. And they obviously going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And once I followed him because even Earl Campbell was my idol, Mean Joe Green was kind of like my favorite player. I loved Mean Joe Green. So when he went to Pittsburgh, I got a chance to see Franco. And the one thing I remember about Franco 
uh, the hip pads. He wore hip pads a lot, which back then you were kind of told to kind of see the high hip pad right there. Nobody wore those, you know, but he was the one that always wore those. And uh, obviously, you know, coming back and celebrating the uh, 50th anniversary for the Immaculate Reception. And but every time I go to the Hall of Fame, man, if you if you hear a lot of the guys talk about Franco, just a great genuine guy that, that I mean, you that you love to talk to. I mean, he walked around with a smile on his face every single day. Talked to everybody. I mean, he was just and he was so like soft spoken. You know, he was. He they don't have a high. He was like, yeah, you know, I. Kind of be like that. Yeah. yeah. He was great. He was great, man. Yeah. And like he is like I I, I I love the guy. We talk every single year that we're at the Hall of Fame. And uh, man, I I'm we're, we're this one hurts. I yeah. mean all of them do, but this guy here, man, you you hear all his teammates and everybody talk about it and they they feel the same way. Well, Tony Dungy, you know, who was a young player on yeah. those Steelers teams, you know. Franco was like a veteran player that he looked up to. And, you know, not all veteran players back then were all that welcoming to rookies or bottom of the roster guys like yeah. Tony Dungy was. Mm -hmm. And Tony's like, Franco could not have been a better person to me, let alone a teammate. Um, but the thing that I kept seeing in, in people that knew Franco and described him, they just described him. You said soft-spoken. I've heard gentle soul is a, <laughs> is a phrase that's been used a lot. Um, and just like a be like a better person than he even was a player. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, man. You it's... and I, you and I were talking just before we came on, and uh, this Saturday was going to be the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, which we're seeing here on our yeah. screen now. Yeah. Uh, there is an um, a video that uh, came out of Franco two days ago doing a, a nice, thoughtful interview on site with somebody, just a stand-up interview. Mm -hmm. they, they came, hey, can we talk? And he said he was nice. It was less than a day before he passed away. Right. Um, and you and I were talking, like, what you know, the Steelers really missed an opportunity. I, I get it, it's 50-year anniversary, right. and they're going to do it anyway, but yeah. uh, it just seems like, man, oh, man, just uh, – and I'm sure the Steelers have done nothing, but and he had a great relationship oh, with the yeah. organization. Everybody in Pittsburgh loved him. All the whole thing. Uh, it just seems like wow, we we missed out on something, and it's one of those things where it's just extra sad knowing yeah. that we were going to get to say hello to him on Saturday once more. Yeah, um, yeah, he's truly going to be missed. Um, you know, and, and that's really hats off to the Rooney family who who picked guys like this. That fit their mold of their organization, you know. I mean, if you meet every single like Pittsburgh guy, even Mel Blount, same way. Yeah. Same Mean Joe Green, same way. I mean, those guys really, when you talk about organization and their players, the mold of those guys, that organization has, to me, has always been right up their top. With and I'm talking with all other major sports too. That organization, the Rooney family, has really. Um, you know, Jimmy Haslam, who owns the, the Cleveland Browns now, he was part of that organization. Now, Jimmy's like, yeah. But it's that organization has done well for a lot of people, and, and it shows with the character that these guys have that are in the Hall of Fame. Thoughts, Thurman, uh, on Saturday. How do you kind of see this thing going between the Bills and the Bears? 
Well, one way I wanted to see, I think we have to come out and and score at least ten or fourteen points in the first quarter. Mm. I think we have to have a good. Start. <laughs> I think we have to have a good start. I really do. I really think well, that we have to have a good start. Yeah. We no have to sleepwalking through no, the no early sleepwalking. part of the game. No, 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 no. This is time to you know, <clears> hey, <throat> do that extra rep. Do you watch that extra film because this is go time from here on you out. You think about the the Bills and under Sean McDermott, they've always had games like look at the first Miami game where they ran out of time, couldn't get the clock stopped, couldn't get that last field goal off to win that game. The Minnesota game where they had three plays that were game stoppers and they went catastrophically against the Bills yeah. by their own doing. Josh fumbles a quarterback sneak. Um, the, um, um, the, the swipe off with Je- Justin Jefferson where almost intercepting yeah. it and end up helping him catch it. Right. Um, all that stuff. So you, you have these games under Sean McDermott. The Hale Murray, the 13-second game, yeah. the 16-point lead at Houston at half. All that stuff, Right. <laughs> Yeah, Steve's pulling out, the yeah, you pull it, man, you, pulling you out the roller deck. This is one of those games where if you want to be a championship caliber game, you punch these guys in them. They're three and three and thirteen, three and eleven or whatever. Three and eleven. Punch them in the mouth and put them away. Yeah, and that's said, why I said no, you got to get out. No, this is gotta, we're Super Bowl caliber. You're not, and here's yeah. why. Yeah, kind of thing. I think right? you should go in the locker room and tell those guys that <laughs> all those things our, that you, our, our yeah, 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 yours, yeah, all those things just make them matter. Like, you know what, Tasker? Okay, I'm gonna get you. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, but yeah, it yeah, has that'll been. endear me to the <laughs> roster, won't it? <laughs> but no, you, you're exactly right. They're three and eleven. They're not going anywhere. They're they're two, three years away from being where they're where we are right now. It's not going to happen, right. and that's why I say it has to come out. Whether you want to play what the base defense for the first time. Right. Go right ahead. But whatever it is that they decide to do, they need to stick with that plant and bust them right in the mouth from first play to the last play. That's All right. It. We did get the injury report uh, from the Bills. It is out for this game. As we mentioned earlier, Mitch Morse and Boogie Basham out for this okay. game. Morse still in the concussion protocol. So that means it'll be either Ryan Bates or Greg Van Roten at center. The good news is Bates is back from his ankle injury, so he's okay. back in the lineup. Um questionable Ed Oliver and Jordan Phillips Oliver popped up on the injury report yesterday with a calf injury he was limited yesterday because I believe the injury took place in practice yesterday he did not practice today and it's questionable for Saturday Jordan Phillips trying to come back from his shoulder injury that's kept him out the last two games is questionable also everybody else good to go so Ed Oliver's still a big piece of that, though. So Jordan Poyer's a go. He yeah. was kind of a question mark earlier in the week. He's good to go, um, among others, including Ryan Bates. So he's back in the lineup. We'll have to see. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, so so now it really kind of flips over. Like, the guys up front, <laughs> what if they run three plays, they're probably going to run it twice. Mm. So we got to – we got to bow yeah. up a little bit more, you know, right. because they're they're not going. I mean, they're not going to drop back and throw it 40, 50 times. Right. They're not going to do it. That's well, not them. Right. Particularly and, not having seen the Bills give up a buck eighty eight to the Dolphins last week. Yeah. Right. The ground. Exactly. Right. The, yeah. the Bears is, are going to say, "This right, is our best sh- chance to win right here." Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And the and I know a lot of Bills fans are saying this on social media. They're worried that the weather actually favors the Bears because. All they do is run the dang thing. So if it's windy, they don't give a hoot. You know, you they don't give a hoot if it's forty-five mile per hour winds. They're running it anyway. Man, you, you know, you know, Josh's arm is getting stronger now. Yeah. Instead of last last thing for me, think yeah. about this though. Matt Eberflus, head coach of the Chicago Bears, is the was the defensive coordinator of the Colts when they came in here in twenty twenty one and hung forty one points on the Bills. 
uh, running the football. That that's the last time oh, the Johnson Bills. Taylor, yeah. That's the last time the Bills really got beat bad by a team. Mm. Um, he'll have some game plan notes yeah. from that game, no question about it. Yeah. So it'll it'll be interesting to see. Thurm, thanks for the time. As always, have a Merry Christmas with your family, all right? We'll catch same up with, with you next week. All right, same with you guys. Would Merry you like Christmas, me to, everybody. Would you like me to have the, the staff at the Bill store, like, put a picture up for you so when next time you come in, they can <laughs> fawn over you? Yeah, yeah, we'll put a little sign under, happy to take photos. <laughs> right. Yeah, something. All right, bro. Thanks, Thurman. Thanks, Thurman, right, as man. always. Appreciate it. That is Bill's Hall of Famer, Thurman Thomas, joining us here as he does every week in studio. We'll take a break. Be back with more here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. One Bills Live is the show. We're here on a Thursday for another half hour. And, Steve, it uh, is time to get to the tweet sheet because we were asking fans today on the Twitter poll, what are your plans for Saturday's game amid the storm and the holiday? How are you balancing your viewing plans of the game Saturday with the holiday family intertwining in the whole weekend thing? How is it all working for you? So we go to the tweet sheet, presented as always by Corrigan Moving Systems, the official moving equipment company of the Buffalo Bills. And we begin with Buffalo Bills Biz. Say that five times fast. Family, friends, football, fun, festivities. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you guys at One Bills Live. Well, thank you for the well wishes. Merry Christmas to you as well. I, I think people are... They're making a full weekend out of it. You know, most yeah. most families, occasionally you'll do the Christmas Eve thing all together. Right. Or sometimes if both sets of parents are in town, maybe you do Christmas Eve night with one set of parents and then right. Christmas Day <clears throat> with the other set. Right. Um, that kind of thing. But because the Bills game is on Saturday... This sounds like it could be a 48-hour affair for mo many yeah. families in western New York. I think he, and, and the storm and all of the weather stuff aside really seems like an just an outstanding weekend. You know, just relaxing on Saturday, watching the Bills Sunday and all the stuff you do for the holidays with the family and the food and the fact that it's a weekend anyway and it's oh, it's just Really, really just sets up perfectly for having fun with and just lazy, fat fun. That's what I think. I just want to be fat. I see a, and I see sassy. a t shirt in Steve Tasker's future. Fat and lazy, sassy fat, and fun. Lazy, fat, fun, and sassy on the couch. All right. And, you know, just, you know, grandkids running around, all that stuff. Yeah, it's going to be a long weekend. Uh, and throw in the weather where you may be, you know, just have, you know, you're locking the Hunker door. Hunker down. Yeah, you're locking the doors and, you know, the lights go out. Oof. If the light, can you imagine if the power goes out at 1 o'clock on Saturday? Oh, yeah, you can't even watch the game. I didn't think about that. I hadn't thought about that until I just said it. Um, This is what? where. <laughs> what are I going to do? NFL Plus on your phone. Mm, yeah, I got that. Now you're going to need cell towers to be up and running. For that yeah, to happen, yeah, yeah. which you know, that's a hard maybe. I might also, have to have a, I might have to have a, a dry run with that. If you know what I mean, 
test it today at home. Make sure I got the NFL Plus. And All right, everybody. And, and ca- you got to cast it on a TV, right? Everybody, we've got a drill. Can you do that? You got to cast it on your TV from your phone. Well, yeah, but you need internet connectivity to do that. You need wireless. Yeah, but up if and you're running in your right, house, right, right, right. But if you don't have power, but if you, you got have... cell service, you can do it through the cell service. You're de- well, you're, no, because your... your TV runs on wireless. Yeah, but you can pulls do in it. signals yeah, wirelessly. Yeah, but you can Bluetooth it from your phone. But doesn't I don't know if Bluetooth requires. I don't know. Bluetooth doesn't require. Uh, I am not technologically advanced enough to know what you can and cannot get away with. Well, Without me, electricity. Me either. Hence, I'm trying to do a dry run. Um, yeah, I can you. Yeah, you need power to put your TV on. You need power no, to put that's your. That's a good point. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to cast it if my. <laughs> I don't have power. My t- yeah, I, I did skip a step. Yeah, I'll admit. Uh, do me a favor. If you do run that drill in your house, please have somebody film it because I think that could be a fantastic segment. Watching you walk through the steps of the technological things that need to be done in the event of a power outage to get the game on some kind of device right, you just is something you I need you to see. You can film it fine, but I'll tell you what. When I'm successful, I'm going to embarrass you and myself with my celebration. I, I would happily take that bet. <laughs> be, the FCC will be calling us. If, uh, I, if Jake, I pull that off, I will absolutely. Yeah. Oh, you could stick it. I'll eat oh, craw on that yeah. one, uh, which means I – Basically have zero faith in you pulling that off. Uh, Plans for Saturday with the storm and the holiday. Jake says getting frostbite at Soldier Field. Good for you. Way to go, Jake. Please layer up and be careful, okay? Do not, do not take wind chills lightly, especially the ones they're forecasting for this thing. If you're going to be standing out there, like, this is a 7-8 layer game. Yeah, this is... This like, is, even cover your whole face. Like, you yeah, can't leave skin exposed. No holes barred. Put everything you got. You can't put it on if you don't take it with you. If it's got batteries and it keeps you warm, make sure you get batteries for it. Every, it's got to be all systems go when you're out in this. Because here's the thing. It's gonna be, you're going to be out there, and it's going to be a five-hour ordeal. One, yeah. An hour getting in, three hours of the game, and an hour getting out. And you got to be ready for it because it's, it's unrelenting. Unrelenting. Dave Dave says, well, I was supposed to fly out Saturday morning to Chicago and fly back Saturday night. That's not looking good. Not an option to be stuck in Chicago for Christmas. My siblings would not be pleased. Yeah. Sorry. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. You're probably watching it on TV the, there, Dave. Yeah. All, I mean, think about it. We, all the plans are up in the air right now. And a lot of it has to do with travel. No question. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we both have family issues, people coming in from out of town yeah. or, or getting stuck here or whatever. Or not even getting there. Yeah, so, yeah, it's that's part of why we put this question out and want to hear how people were handling it because there's so many – there's this unknown thing with the weather. Yeah. And it's also a unique weekend with a holiday right. and a game. Steve on the tweet sheet says, The prime rib roast will go in the pellet grill at kickoff, and dinner will follow a Bill's victory. <laughs> Steve's kind of saying that like, This is how it will go, and we will all accept it as <clears throat> truth. I like where your head's at. Patrick says, Crazy they have a name for this storm. They're calling it Winter Storm Elliot. It was officially my mortal enemy as of right now. My plans for the game... Stay warm, eating smoked prime rib. There's another prime rib guy. With master grill rub, roasted garlic potatoes, and watching our bills bring home the 12th dub 
of the season. What's up with the prime rib? Is that a common Christmas yes. dinner? I guess it is. It is. I guess it is. it is. What did what did your family usually have on Christmas dinner growing up? Do you remember? Was it the same thing every year? No, I think it was pig. I think we ate ham. Ham, yeah, Christmas ham. Big, yeah. big Christmas. I've ham, heard Christmas yeah. ham a like, lot more than prime right. rib. And then the um, the spiral, spiral, you ham, know, yeah. the spiral honey baked. Yeah, that ham. was one honey baked. All that. Yeah, that, I think that I I think that's what we did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we'd have ham. Now with, a, with the first course of lasagna. Yeah, but since I've been married, <laughs> when since I, we've been married. We've tinkered with other things too, like lamb, and and beef and prime rib and stuff like that too. So yeah. I think one of the things, reason we're doing something different this year, um, I'm not supposed to say what because it's supposed to be a surprise. So uh, we're doing something different this year because you know, like you said, we got local boys with local in laws. So we share, all of those guys are all doing like their thing, the prime rib. So we don't want to have. More prime rib. Right. So we're doing something different. Okay, good for you. Yeah. JT with the last submission here on the tweet sheet. Get gas for the snowblower. <laughs> Grab a 30 of Labatt. I can't make chili because I can't find any chili sauce. I'm with you, JT. <laughs> so I know what everybody in western New York is eating Saturday. I'll be cooking some bacon-wrapped meatloaf with jalapenos in the meatloaf and the cheese. Wow. JT, that is a strong finish. Bills win 16-6. to six. Go Bills. JT, uh, it's in true Buffalo fashion with a snowblower and a Labatt reference in there with chili. Eh, well, for you. It, is, it is what old-timers in Buffalo would call a Jimmy Griffin weekend. <laughs> you know, the former mayor of the city of Buffalo right. during the blizzard of 77 basically told everybody to stay home and have a six-pack. If there was ever another weekend like that to do it, it might be this weekend right here. Uh, so just stay indoors. Enjoy the Bills game on Saturday. Hopefully they treat you right with a victory as a Christmas present under the tree. And then you just have your holiday with your family. Um, We have to take a break here. Steve and I to close things up in just a second. Here on One Bills Live presented by Collider Health, it's Buffalo Bills Radio. All right, back here on One Bills Live, Chris Brown, Steve Tasker. As uh, we prepare for Saturday's game, Bills-Bears, in what are expected to be frigid conditions, Western New York will soon join in that party of frigid conditions. And uh, we just want everybody to be safe out there. Be smart. Don't overextend yourselves. Um, The team is going to try to get out of here tonight. Yeah, uh, about 12 to 18 hours earlier than originally scheduled. And hopefully all goes well. And I'll be doing the show from there with you tomorrow. You'll be here in studio. Yeah, I'll be looking uh, for weather updates. From well, you. I don't have to tell Buffalo people this and people here locally and in western New York, you know, take care of each other out there. I mean, we're all in it together. And, and this is, uh, you know, we people joke about, you know, the weather and snow. Yeah, th- this is uh, – this is a, a storm that's not just here. I mean, it's in Chicago. It's going to be in Boston. It's going to be in New York. It's going to come all the way across the Northeast, uh, starting, I guess, in Chicago this weekend. So, uh, yeah, it, get ready for it, and uh, uh, make sure you look out for your neighbors and your friends. Uh, keep track of it. Um, get ready for it. It's, you know, it, 
after it's over, you always have these sentimental feelings of how great it was. Like even a month and a half ago, I had, you know, 15 people stuck at my house over the Cleveland Browns game weekend when it got moved to Detroit. They all came in for the game that wasn't here. Uh, and we were stuck for, with three feet of snow. So seems okay now, but wasn't all, it didn't, didn't seem like it was going to be all that great for a minute, yeah. right? So um, it'll be interesting. Keep your ear to the ground with the weather. Uh, and uh, uh, we'll, we're going to be back. Uh, we're here tomorrow, and hopefully you'll be on with us and everything goes well with your trip to Chicago. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm anticipating, you know, being shacked up in a hotel. Should be able to get a good, get a good signal out so we can broadcast together on Friday. And we remind you, uh, for Friday's edition of the show, we will have, as we do every week, Greg Cosell to talk X's and O's. We'll get an in-depth perspective from him on what has made Justin Fields effective both in the design run game and the improvisational run game. The other thing we need to pass along to you is the latest episode of Bills by the Numbers. Our weekly podcast is out. It's a little bit different than our daily show, One Bills Live. We kind of chop up a statistical thing that we focus on in a given week. This week, it's on how and why there are so many close games in the NFL this year. It's on a record-breaking pace in NFL history. And we discuss something that maybe you don't hear all that much about, the four-point play. It's when the defense gets a third-down stop in the red zone and turns a potential touchdown for the opponent into just a field goal thereby taking four points off the board. Bills are doing pretty good in that category. Steve and I chop it up on the podcast this week. So yeah, sure good stuff. Brownie, travel safe. We'll talk to you tomorrow, hopefully. That's the plan, and um, we'll get back at it and uh, get ready for the game. Sounds good to me. Greg Cosell on with us tomorrow. We'll see you at 1 p.m.